are now live. Yo, what's up, gang? This is Zay back with another episode of Talking Spit. Today we have a special guest coming in. She is my first guest I'm gonna have on the actual live, and she's also one of the youngest guests we have on the podcast so far. So we're gonna let her in, and we're gonna. What's up? Hey, this is a um, go back. I said I need to go back a little bit. I feel like I was too close. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, First and foremost, how you been? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So I just let the live know that you're not only my first female I have on the actual live, which is a milestone for us because we've been trying, but you're also also the youngest. Mm Mm-hmm. So, no pressure. But when I first started talking spit, you were one of the first people to, like, you know, actually recognize the page and tell it, you know, what it was. And I was like, wow. And I watched a few episodes of you and your mom, and I was like, wow, she's really into, you know, talking and expressing herself. So I was like, it'd be great to have her on here. So thank you. I know the wait, because we did this, I did this in August. It's now October. So, you know. And lots of episodes lined up, lots of things, but I finally got you on here. So, how is it? You what? know, how does it feel to be here? I'm a little nervous, like a little. I'm a little I feel like after like we start talking and stuff, because like after a while, I just need a little bit of time to just like get comfortable. So maybe I'm just a little scared, but I'm fine. Right. I'm fine. And <laughs> not only are you like the first female and the youngest, but the other two people I have in the lab, I actually like went to school with them. I know them personally. Right. So I don't know much about you. So right. this is going to be a good platform. We need to know you. You need to know me. And I think we're going to get straight into the topic. You ready? Yep. All right. So black women in America, I feel like there's a standard for black women. And it's hard for all of the women to, you know, get that recognition because there's a huge standard on it. And they don't always get the recognition and appreciation they deserve because there's a pedestal and not all women reach that requirement or not in the perspective of men, you know? Like when we see women out in a party, right? This is, this is where the twerking comes in, right? So we see women at a party, we see them twerking. We like that. Men, we like that, right? So then when we start talking to that female and she goes out and do that the next week, you know, as a certain standard for men, it's like now we judge that, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel as though... How do you? How does that make you feel? You know, like the double standard, basically. Exactly, the double standard. Uh, I just feel like no. I'm a black feminist, so right. I mean, for black women too. Right. And like too many times, men a lot of times judge women for using their bodies for to get what they want. But at the same time, y'all like women's bodies, but at the same time, y'all don't want them to do for certain things. You can't. It's it's no middle. It's either this or that. It's never. I feel like men are too wishy washy and too in between. They only like things that benefit them, and then if it doesn't, then they have a problem with it, and that's just not how stuff works. So, and then the way society works now, we have the rappers and the people that people look up to promoting that kind of thing, and then you have the OnlyFans and the strippers, and that's how some women get their income. And now we see that outside of that, it's like I wouldn't date a stripper, I wouldn't date a girl with the OnlyFans, but that's how they make their money. So. Exactly. And then people, men will watch that. Like you know what I'm saying, men, men buy it and men watch it and they'll they'll like the videos and they'll promote it. 
but then they'll never date the girl. So it's like, what's the problem? And I feel like, I feel like it starts off with us. You know, I feel like since we're the next generation up, only we can like change that, you know, change that serial, change that, uh, that standard. And recently, as everyone knows, Megan Thee Stallion has been on the rise, you know, like her name and when she came out. At first, I was like, really? And then you start listening to her music. I was like, oh, she's really a savage for real. Like, and it's like, you can't do nothing, but you can't do nothing but love it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, men will find a way to be like, oh, she is any, any shorty, you know? And with her, with her rise, you know, when you get to the top of the pedestal, you really get there. You know, somehow, some way, people are going to try to shoot you down. And that's when Tory Lanez comes in. So how did you, when you first heard about the situation, what was your first reaction? So I automatically felt like he was guilty. Right. So many people, like, they'll be like, oh, well, they're not guilty until, like, they're, um, they're like, innocent or proven guilty, you know, stuff like that or whatever. Yeah. But I felt like he was guilty. Not only because she's a black woman, but I just feel like it's, it's proof, like, you know, I knew something happened. I knew it was him right away. So I don't know if that's being biased or what, but that's just how I felt. And um, I just wanted justice at that point. But everyone was taking that as a joke. So I'm like, what's going on? Like, this woman just got shot on her foot. So is it a joke or is like, this is this should be like any other thing. Like, if a man got shot by someone else and everyone takes it serious, like, pray for him, da da da. But she got shot on her foot and it was a joke. I'm confused. And it just, it just didn't sit right with me because it's like, if it was anybody else, if it was a man, if it was a woman of another race, it would be fine. But it was her, and now it's, it's a joke. It's, it's a comedy show. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. confused. And it just didn't sit right with me, me being a black woman. So, yeah. How did and, that's, and that's the narrative I was speaking about earlier. Being right. as though that it is a black woman is looked at as totally different because if she was white, it would have been plastered. There probably would have been an investigation and all that. So, and that's, and it hurts, it hurts. And then when she, at first she didn't even say his name because that was her friend, you know? So, you know, there was a, there was a standard, there was a loyalty. And then when she finally came out about it and he came out about it, it was like, now she's a liar. Mm-hmm. And that's anything to lie about. Right. But it wasn't, I don't feel like she was claimed to be a liar after he even came out. I feel like people said that from the jump. Mm-hmm. They were- narrative just making up anything and then when she they kind of pressure her into coming out about it and then when she did now she's a liar this is way before he even said anything because he kind of just said something they then were calling her a liar and that's when i was confused she's a victim in this situation she's not the aggressor she's not the attacker she's a victim yet she's being called a liar i'm confused um and then i think that's when the strong the strength of women come in at because was she loyal yet when because she didn't say nothing at all and she didn't have to it was her story to say, and it was her story to speak out. And she finally did speak out about it. And that's where the strength comes in. Not a lot of people will go out and tell the truth because that's her. That's, that's, none of, that's not a world's business. That was her business. And when she finally came out about it and she was on Instagram Live and she was crying, it was real genuine, it's like, oh, now she's weak. You know? And it hurts. It hurts because that's, she didn't have to do that, and which is why people don't, like, always open it up. So... How does that how does that feel to you know to have her open up about something so serious and then get backlash about it? So I like wrote down notes or whatever and yeah. 
I said to myself, like, me being a young girl, I mean, I have enough knowledge to understand that people are just little, so they're going to say stuff that's ignorant. But mm-hmm. they're younger than me, maybe my age, and don't know better. And they're like, well, now it's something traumatic like that happens to me or something happens to me. I don't want to speak out because people treat me that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not a good sign. Like, And that's why so many times people think black women are supposed to be like so strong and so independent and just supposed to be the certain way, this stereotype all around. And it's like, no, we're humans too. And we can feel, and we can, we can feel certain ways. We can cry. We can X, Y, and Z. And I feel like people sometimes overlook it. And I feel like that's what they did with her or just any black woman in general. So it was just, yeah. And like I said about Meg and who she is, her being on the rise, Meg is not one to hold her tongue about anything, you right. know? So when she finally did come out and say it, it was obviously the truth because we, Meg's not known to be a liar, you know? And Tori, Tori, it really, because I didn't know him. I don't, I, 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 I barely listen to his music now. And I definitely didn't listen to the new album. And I think that's the, I think that's what I want to get into next. It's the fact that not only did he shoot her, but made an album demeaning to all black women and it was like you're not helping your case so what is that what is and then on top of on top of him bringing out the album people are promoting it people are like oh that's fire that's fire and no one really looks into what really is going on like it's bigger than what it is and i think it looks it just looked over past everything so how do you think how do you think the album came apart like how does that album make you feel how does it look bad on the black community as a unit because not only was it demeaning the black women but it's black in general you know so i said he was mocking the whole situation as a whole like you're capitalizing off of another woman's trauma like you're this is a joke like i wouldn't make a video or music i wouldn't make anything like that i know i just shot a woman in her foot for basically no reason you know and that to me it's like you're mocking, and that's what makes me feel like he's more guilty, because why are you mocking something that traumatic, that, like, it's just not cool, and then, what was the other question? I forgot. <laughs> what was the other question? Uh, shit, I forgot, too. I was to be listening to you, but, um, yeah, it definitely was mocking towards the situation, and he definitely didn't take it as serious as it was, and then he also praised Kylie Jenner. He praised her. She was also in the car. And that's a whole other situation in itself that we just not, I don't know if you want to touch on it. I didn't want to bring it up, but it's, the whole the whole situation is just like real iffy in itself. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. It hurts because y'all, black women, they're not protected all the time, you know? They do all this stuff and it hurts to see that we want to preach Black Lives Matter, but we keep doing things to bring down our stock, you know? We still got black on black crime. We still treat women like they ain't shit. And then on top of that, we promote it with the music and the society that we're in. And I feel like it's only, it's not going to change unless we make the change, you know? And these are, these are young artists. They're not, they're not, they're not 30, 40 years old. They, they're a young artist, you know? And did it hurt? Did it hurt to see yes? But how does it feel to see Meg still making music? You know, it's not really stopping her from anything. So how does that? I love to see it. Okay. Right. The videos, she's still getting her coin. Period. 
Like it was like, oh, this is not stopping me. This is not holding me back. Like she was, I think she was like, like at a party like the next week, and as she should. Why should her trauma stop her from living her life at the end of the day? And that's what I love to see. And I feel like that's what adds to our stereotype. Like we're so strong, like nothing can break us. And I mean, it has its pros to it, but it also has its cons because people walk all over us for that fact. But I feel like she really is an inspiration. Like, how can you go through something that traumatic and then basically get bullied by half the world and in your own community at that and then go out and still make your point, do whatever you got to do to eat, put food on your table, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Um. Oh, so not only is she out there living her life, but they went to court and yeah. he is not allowed anywhere near her. Mm-hmm. And if there's any contact, social media, any of that, he's getting, what did it say, 22 years, 22 years and eight months if convicted. Now, do you feel as though the sentence should be longer than that? If he does get near her, do you think that's too much? Um, now, I was like, you know, I wasn't really big on the whole jail thing, but I mean, justice needs to be served. But I never was like, oh, yeah, he need to rot in jail. Like, I ain't say that now. Because she, yeah. she didn't die, and it wasn't life-threatening, although it was wrong. It wasn't life threatening, and she didn't she didn't die, and she wasn't like in cardiac arrest or nothing. So I was like, twenty years. He didn't learn his lessons, so maybe he didn't even go there. Sure. But yeah, I was like, I don't know about that. Like that's a bit much. So what you think? Like, what, like what you? Me personally, the fact that he's getting charged with anything, I feel as though it's right. You know. Now, how long it is, I feel like, and this is it's funny, because even though it's wrong, what he did, we have cases out there, like the Breonna Taylor case, the George Floyd case, and they didn't even get that shit, and they killed somebody. I was really like, it was like in my head. It, and it, it just, it just shocks me. It's like, and it was, it's, and this is black on, this is black on black crime, and he's getting longer sentences than an officer, an officer of the city, officer of the state that actually took away somebody's freaking life and i'm sitting back and i'm looking at it i'm like this is like this is real like, this is happening mm-hmm. and i don't know if this has to do with the fact of her being famous or the fact that they have money for to, to promote bail or whatever but the way the system is working and the way it's looking for me personally it's just like we got to do better like ever 22 years since she was my foot versus kneeling on somebody's neck or barging into somebody's house at some something in the morning and just shooting them without having a violent it's, it's like it's anything i don't even think it has anything to do with like um you know like uh i forgot what you said but i don't think it has anything to do with what you said i feel like it has something to do with color like if that's obvious they they can't wait to put somebody black behind bars like that's yeah their, it seems like at this point so of course they're they're not gonna jump to they're not gonna jump to like arrest a, a cop that killed um a man in broad daylight or knock on the wrong door and then kill the woman. They're not gonna jump you know, mass incarceration. Uh now I wanna I wanna jump 
of the Megan Stallion case. And I know we didn't talk over this, we didn't go over this, but this recently just popped up to my end. I think you're you're suited to answer the question. So recently, as we know, the officers from Breonna Taylor's arrest, they were released. They were released from jail and they were not there for that long. My thing is, Breonna Taylor, Breonna, and this still has the topic on black women. Breonna Taylor was killed in March, right? But nobody was really saying much about it until George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery during the uh, the quarantine and the rioting and the raiding. And it it hit me. And I realized, I was like, why are we just now saying something about her name? Like, why is it just now doing it? And it's like, that's, that happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. So, and I felt as though, why not bring it here? So what do you think about that? I'm not surprised. I really, I literally was surprised when I seen the, the, the amount of attention that she got. Because it was like, Everyone always, when they think of police brutality, they forget that women are, are, they go through the same thing as well. Maybe not as much as men do, but we still go through it as well because we still have the same color. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, wow, like she's getting this much attention. So many people are posting her, celebrities, this, that, and the third. And I was like, wow, she got billboards. Like, I literally was like, not expecting it because no one, they always overlook us, like, always. So it was like the fact that she got the attention that she got, I was literally like thankful. I mean, we didn't get justice yet, which is, you know, but I was like, wow, like, this is a game changer. Like, I feel like we're not going to be left out as much. Like, this happens to women, this happens to men, this happens to children. It's, it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just grown men. It's not just sticking to adults, you know what I mean? So I was... And, yeah, you're right. And it hurts that it hurts that someone has to die to get the message out, but we're going to take advantage of the fact that it's out there and that it's going to push the narrative that Black women exist and they're here and they mean something to the world. And I think I think that's very important, especially coming out of the year we just had, you know, and pushing that narrative towards the future and this generation is going gonna, is gonna to make a difference for real because we're going into 2021 and we're still preaching Breonna Taylor. Like, I... And I watched this story, and I just—I actually watched the video before the, the live about what really happened behind that. Right. And I was just—I was just shocked. They didn't announce. They didn't announce that they were police. Open fire. It was just like the whole thing was backwards, as backwards for real. And justice for Breonna Taylor definitely needs to be served. They did not get enough time in prison, and there's definitely going to be more cases out there that's going to open up into the light whether it be now, whether it be years from now, but I think we are going to push the narrative. Right. Now, something also off topic, but on topic that we didn't discuss before the show, um, the election is coming up. And the candidates are not the best candidates, so we're not going to talk about Trump, we're not going to talk about Biden, but we are going to talk about Kamala Harris as VP. Um, she's not white, thank goodness. She is black, and she's also. I feel I feel strong about Biden winning the election. So, how do you think that's going to change the world having a a black vice president in office? Now, I go by the saying, right? It go like all skin folks ain't kin folks. So I, <laughs> we don't really know what to expect. We don't know her. I feel like so many black people they like, oh snap, a black president. We, Barack Obama, let's be honest, he wasn't really, like, he wasn't all the way black, like, for real, for real. like, they, oh, yeah, we got a black president, we got this, we got that, slow your roll, slow <laughs> your roll, 
Like we just be so hyped to have any type of representation, and we forget that not all of us, not all of us have the same agenda. Like we don't, yeah. all, we all don't have the same agenda. We all, it's loud. Yeah, it's cool. I I hear you. It's good. <laughs> like we all we we don't think the same. That's obvious. We have clues. Mm-hmm. Like, Because it it's the fact that 
oh, well, you haven't, it's okay to have, I feel like it's okay to have a certain type. What if you really, what if you really like, you know, you talk to this person, you really like them, and it's like, oh, she's really a great overall person, but she's the wrong skin color. It, it, it's like, what? It's like, yeah, it's not how, she like, she, she's perfect, my mom like her, all this, all that, but she dark, you know, I don't really like that, and it's like, Right. It's it's you can't just look past that and it's like, no, nah, I'm sorry. It's like all right, bro, whatever. And, and then, you know, go ahead. Yeah, like and to piggyback on what you said, and those are the types of people that will scream Black Lives Matter. How? How is it Black Lives Matter when you constantly degrade black women? They're a part of that community, you know, like I I, I don't understand. And then we're not talking about LGBTQ, but that's also mixed in with mm-hmm. black like I, I feel like so many times the same people that will preach Black Lives Matter be in the marches or whatever they say are the same ones that don't give black people respect and, it, and it's disgusting to see um, if you degrade any type of black woman you're disgusting and you cannot say Black Lives Matter anything if you degrade or you talk or you or you talk down or you talk down on LGBTQ, you're disgusting, and you cannot preach Black Lives Matter. It's, it's simple. Um, it, I, I don't understand how people can't understand it. You know what I mean? So, And it's funny that you said that, because I feel like that all goes together, because not only are we Black, but we also, we like different things. Like, you know, there's Black people that like gays, there's Black people that like other women that are women, and same sex, different sex, same sex, different sex, same skin, you know? It's like we're all coming together, and we all we're all we all bleed the same blood. We all live under the same rule, same democracy. So it's like no one should be getting treated differently from anyone else at all, just because they do things differently than you. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect you or what you're doing anyway. So right. the narrative for that is definitely I'm hoping for it to change, and looking I'm looking forward to um those communities being out more, you know? Because are they out? They're out now. They're here. They're getting more open, openly involved. And it hurts that we still can't go some places around the world and still be treated differently based off of our skin. So hopefully we can get there. We can get that change. And um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just like saying like this. Oh. Yeah, hopefully we can we can get there and get that change in the world that we that we so desperately call for and so desperately need. But speaking on the uh speaking on the gay community, how do you do you have like have you have you ever been around gay women or gay men? And if you have, do you enjoy their company? Because I'm not gonna lie. I, I love them. Like I'm Christian, so mm-hmm. at school, if I like your vibe, I like your vibe, and that's just right. what it does. About if I like your company, that's what it's about at the end of the day. I don't really care what you do in your spare time, that ain't nothing to do with me. I don't do what you do, you, you know what I mean. I feel like too many people are engulfed with what other people do outside of whatever. You mm-hmm. need to be focused on the time and the time you spend with them. If you like their vibe, that's all that matters. I feel right. like so many people like focus on the wrong things, and that's what stops them from finding true friends, you know, true love, like just simple stuff like that. So yeah, I love them because. And I have some gay followers out there, so thank you for, y'all for tuning in. Um, I went to Roman, so I was around, I was I was around the kind of kind of stuff, and it wasn't really open, but it was like it's whatever at this point because it's like, mm-hmm. what can you do? 
Like, mm-hmm. and at first, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was a little weirded out by it because I'm not used to that. So, right. but when you get used to being around somebody for who they are, you know, it's like you look past stuff like that. Right. And nothing that has to do with with whether you be gay, whether you're white, whether you get bullied, whether you're popular, like certain things, certain things really start to like push out and you don't really see that much. It's all about character and what you, what you like about a person. So um, I'll hopefully, hopefully we get more attention to black women. Hopefully all sexes and all genders get more involved in opening politics and stuff like that because all these people are in the background. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be where we are without these people. And one of the um, one of the ladies I wanted to talk about that once again I did not go over with you before this. I'm sorry. I, I literally I'm not even looking at my notes because we're like go all page. I'm like, oh well, let me just start talking. I don't really care. It's fine. I don't care. So one of the ladies I really I really liked that was in office was Michelle Obama when she was first lady. I really. And I was young, and I enjoyed her. Like, cause out of all the first ladies we had in office, not only was she black, but Michelle Obama was everywhere. Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, you couldn't go anywhere. Wherever she went, she made it, and that was it. Exactly. Yeah, like it was all like positive things. It wasn't even like no, they didn't have no scandals, child. So we love to see it. Like, sis was listen, eat your vegetables. Um. Exercise. She was not playing, and I feel like as a, you know, they're usually the um the first ladies or whatever are usually in the background. They don't really do much, that, but good. So, yeah. But finish what you were saying. So, uh, you alright? I just me in the head. Alright, can you close the door and tell your mom? I'm I'm doing I'm doing something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. No. What? Right. <laughs> okay, go okay. we'll tell your mom. All right, go we'll tell your mom. You go in there. <laughs> all right. I also have kids in the background. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, Michelle was definitely everywhere. She definitely, and not only did she. She didn't just promote and give a platform for black people. It was for everybody. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she was on those kids shows, she was teaching people how to do certain things. It was like, and she wasn't just a background. She wasn't just supported to Barack, but she was supported to everybody. And right. that's the standard that black women had that nobody never really noticed or seen before. And you got to applaud Michelle for doing that. <laughs> uh. I am out of questions. I've been out of questions for a good 20 minutes now because mm-hmm. we talked about so much and jumped over a lot of hurdles and a lot of things. So it's 8 o'clock. I'm going to get you out of here. Thank you so much for joining the live. Thank you all for participating and watching. Promote the, uh, promote the narrative. Promote the page. Black women matters. All genders matter. All races matter. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully we have you back on the show soon because only half an hour, but I definitely enjoyed this. And I know everybody else enjoyed it too, but I'm going to get you out of here. Thank you. This is Spit Live and good night, everybody.